everybody. My name is Dane Gentry. This is Dane Gentry's podcast. I hope everyone out here is doing well. Had a good day and everybody's staying warm and hope you're inside with somebody you love or at least you like them anyway. So tonight is going to be the final part of the truth about drugs. I did uh, part one and part two. Uh, it wasn't on this platform, but uh, it had good numbers. So I think most people have listened to it. Um, and so I want to so finish it up. Uh, Matthew, the young man who's in it, he's 25 years old, and uh, he had told a story about his life, uh, how it was, and um, you know different things he went through just as a drug addict. And uh, we had uh, planned on him being on here with me. Uh, we, I talked to him yesterday. Uh, I talked to him again today and had it all set up. Uh, we'd done a little sound check and everything, and then he ghosted me. Um, he won't return my calls now uh, or answer my text messages or any of that stuff. So um, it's sad, but it, it really fits in with the truth about drugs um, because this is the reality of it. <clears throat> A lot of people relapse, and um, <clears throat> I can't say for sure that that is what has went on with him, but uh, usually um, when things like this happen and uh, – uh, when you're in sobriety and, and people just stop contacting you, that that's what went on. So that's the sad reality of it. <clears throat> because if you've heard part one and part two, um, you, you heard him talking about, you know, how difficult his life was and the different things that have went on. And um, it's, uh, it's very sad. It, it's disheartening in a lot of ways, but this is, this is the thing of sobriety. Um, you, you have to prepare yourself for these type of things. And, put on the full armor, whatever it is, to protect yourself. Um, there's a saying that goes, you will get me higher, high faster, and I'll get you sober. And so you have to be careful with um, who we deal with. And um, and from what I hear uh, from somebody else, it's been going on for a little while, so he must have relapsed about a week ago or so, uh, something like that. All we can do is pray for him and, and that pray he makes it back alive. Um, and uh, it doesn't die. I mean, cause that's the reality of it. When you relapse, you, you go right back to doing the, the same amount of drugs that you were doing. And, um, uh, and it kills you because you, you, you just can't do that. Hey Bella, how are you? Uh, I see you on there uh, and I don't know how to pronounce the other name. Uh, hope you both are doing well. Uh, Bella, do you want to come up? Okay. So, um, I was talking to another guy about him a while ago, and he said that um, he believes that uh, last Friday um, he was high. So it's very, very sad. You would think if, if you listen to his story that there would be absolutely no way that um, he would have relapsed. I mean, the kid went through so much. You know, he's homeless at 17. Uh, uh, his twin brother had died in his arms, and he was doing good. Um, he was very positive. Uh, he hadn't been sober that long, but you know, he, uh, he had a look in his eye, but I knew whenever he stopped texting me and stopped calling me and all these things that that was the, the harsh reality of it, that, um, he had relapsed. Um, I wish him, I wish him all the best and I will continue to try to reach out to him and, and call him and different things. Um, because I also know he has some stuff going on that, He's going to get in a little bit of trouble and these type of things too. So if you would, everybody just pray for him and pray he makes it back. Um, so truth about drugs. There it is.
think the, the title really fits for this. Um, <laughs> is these things go on. And when you're in sobriety and you're at work a program where you go to these meetings and, you know, there'll be people that you see all the time, week in, week out. And um, then all of a sudden, they're just not there anymore. And um, sorry, something's caught my attention. Uh, so it means they relapse. Um, whenever we stop contacting with people, it's because we're trying to hide something, you know, that we got going on that we're doing. And um, I hate it for him because I, I really, really like the little young dude. And I know his dad and um, his mom both. And uh, I didn't know that when I met him at the time that I did know them. So, <clears throat> you know, it does touch me a little bit um, in, in a deep way. Uh, I still wish even, even really, even though he has done that, I wish he would still have, have called in and been on here with me because um, that may have led him back to sobriety, but maybe he'll listen to this and uh, realize, Hey man, you know, I still love you. I, I wish you'd do the right thing, but people were the same way with me. You know, I, I done it. I, I went to treatment several times before I finally got sober. And, um, and so, you know, that's just a harsh reality of it. You don't never know if you're not doing the things that you need to do to stay sober. It doesn't matter what you went through before. Um, you're going to relapse. And that's the case with him. And I believe, you know, he's still hanging around the same people, same old crowd or what have you. And, um, Hey, Everett, how you doing? And, um, you know, we, we can make all the excuses in the world. Well, I was, I was hanging out with this guy and that's why I did it. And that's what happened. And, um, but at the end of the day, it was my fault for stopping and standing and sitting there because you're going to, it's like go to the barbershop. You're eventually going to get a haircut. So he knows better, but he's young. But it's just, I just don't want to get the phone call. Uh, okay. Uh, can you hear me fine? Um, I forgot where I was at. Oh, yeah. The harsh reality is more times than not, when someone relapses, unfortunately, we get a, we get a phone call that they're no longer with us. And Matthew, I hope you're listening, man, some way. I doubt you are, but... I really hope that you are. I hope you go back and hear this, man. And if you are, reach out to me, man. Give me a phone call. Let me know what's going on. And uh, try to get you back right. Um, I've said this before. You know, the second that you decide to get sober, you have to go all in. You can't play with it. Um, you know, some people <clears throat> some people have the, the willpower. Hello, God knows. How are you? Um, the willpower to to do it without, you know, um, working a program and these kind of things. I wasn't never strong enough to, and uh, apparently he's not either. But you have to go all in. You have to start a routine. I, re I read something in a book that it said um, the truth about success. You are what you do daily. You first form your habits, then your habits form you. It is just as easy to form habits of success as it is to form habits of failure. And that is so true. Um, hello, 62 Patio. How are you doing? Um, that is so true. And that's why. When you go to treatment, that's the whole purpose of treatment. Uh, what's detox? And that is, is to get you to set up new habits, a better way um, to, to live. And if you start these habits, if you do it three days in a row, they say it, it forms a habit. So if you start doing, doing the, um, the right thing, you'll have a habit of it. And um, that's what I hope that that's what was going on with him. But as we see now, it wasn't, you know, and people can, can put on a good show. Um, and that's basically what he did to me. Um, 
but you know sobriety is your life uh, it's a it's nowadays it's a matter of life and death um, you're you're literally playing russian roulette every time you go out and uh, i just you know his parents already lost his brother and uh, they didn't lose him to an, his brother didn't die of an od though he he had uh, got some kind of infection in his body, which it was caused from, from doing drugs. He had, um, they were, uh, they would shoot drugs or whatever, and he had done what's called missed the shot, and it got an infection in it, in it and it caused infection getting his body, and that's what actually killed him. But even though it wasn't an overdose, it was still a product of the drug. Um, so um, that's why in treatment, you know, they want you to get up, make your bed in the mornings, and, and start working the steps and doing these things because. You know, the whole deal of making your bed is it's not about, you know, someone wants to have the control over you. It's you've, com you've completed a task first thing in the morning, and it does something to your brain. Uh, it wires it to say, hey, I've already got this completed, and it sets you up for success for the rest of the day. I saw a, I think he was like a Navy SEAL uh, captain or something. He had he said that about everybody when they come in the military. They think they're just being mean to them because they want to make their bed, but it's actually not. There's more to it. There's so many other things like that in life. Um, so anyway, I hope he's doing well and I'll move on from that. So everybody knows, uh, <laughs> the truth about drugs part three, there it is. That's the raw truth. Really. Um, he's not the only one. It's so many people that the same things happen to. So, um, if anybody wants to call in, come up, you can, um, hello there, tick radio. Um, thank you for sharing my show. I appreciate that. Um, so I've had a, a couple of days, um, gone through some things myself but i am prepared for them things um uh and that's what i have to do every day because i'm now in the in the in the form of helping people and um hey there how are you um and so you have to prepare yourself for it because as i said a while ago someone else will get you higher a lot quicker and i'll get you sober um and so we have to be careful it's hard um to um, to put that on every day, you have to. For me myself, what I do is the the second that my eyes open, I'm talking to God, and I'm praying to God, and I'm reading my Bible, and I'm doing these different things, or I'm thinking about scripture that I know, uh, because that's where my strength comes from. I don't get it anywhere else. It's Him. It's not me doing it. I get it all from God. Um, without that, I would be so lost. And um, thank you so much. I do so much appreciate that. Uh, have you listened to uh, The Truth About Drugs, Part 1 and Part 2? Um, if you have, I don't, you may have missed the first part of it, what I was saying. I'm just going to tell you real quick what it is. The guy, Matthew, that was in that was telling his story. He's relapsed. He's gone back out. So he was supposed to have been here with me tonight. Um, and even had it all set up. I even talked to him today, man. But I knew after that, he just quit responding. I knew what was going on. So it's sad. So everybody say pray for him um, and hope that, you know, he makes it back sobriety um you know life life has a way of beating us up sometimes and i've said this before too when we're ripping and running on the dope uh, we're just kind of numbed everything and so uh, when you get sober things seem to hit you a lot harder it's the same type of things and uh, if you're not prepared for it it's going to take you down um, anybody want to call in bella are you still on here Someone said that their app was messed up. Is everybody else? Can everybody else hear me good? Sounds like I got a reverb in my my headphones really bad. 
you know, uh, hello. Hey, how you doing, man? Good. You sound fine, man. Okay. Good deal. Thank you, man. Um, have you listened to any of the other, the part one or part two of the truth about drugs? Uh, no, I have not. Dane. Okay. I just heard you on the old man's podcast this morning and I'm coming in to support you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Sure. Appreciate yep. it. Take all the help I can get. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, shout yeah. out on our yeah, show. This we're... is lucky me. I'm Shane's other half, I guess. All right. What time yeah. would y'all have a show as well? Yeah. We just did a show six two zero patio. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Shane gave our... me a shout out. Yeah, we we give you a shout out. We're we're with Laguna Not Media as well, uh, outside of normal, the old man's podcast, caps, all them guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you, man. I sure appreciate it. You know, yeah. uh, my heart's in this thing. I went all in on Absolutely. it, man. I, I hope it's successful. I think it's going to be. Yeah. You just have to keep pressing, man. Yeah, yeah, I am. I've got you know my numbers have grown, man. The past couple of days, uh, more than they had. Well, you know, and when you're truthful and honest with people you're you're going to draw those people to you and they're going to say you know what this guy has a good podcast and that's that's how it's going to spread yeah and i'm always going to do that yeah we we dialed in as soon as our show was over we've been listening maybe 15 20 minutes and five minutes yeah. yeah what you're putting out there is the truth you know and you can hear that this is a, a calling for you to help others. And thank you. I, I mean, I, I sure appreciate that. Um, cause I, I felt it too. You know, I, I had a dream about this podcast thing. I woke up one morning and I said, I know what I'm going to do. And, and here I am. Here you are. <laughs> here I yeah. am. So, no, that's, um, that's awesome. You know, this so, deal here yeah. with Matthew, man, it, it's heartbreaking, but it's, it happens every day in this, in this it world. Does, and, for sure. You know, it, it's just, I just hope yeah. we don't die, man. That's the reality, you know? it's right. uh, it's bad we've lost so many people and i found out i've got someone very close to me who is also uh going through it again it's you know it's a sad thing and when you're when you're in that no one can, is going to talk you into doing anything you're not going to talk you into being um uh, sober. Shelby. hey shelby how you doing Dane, um, did you serve in the military no ma'am i did not um no? i have a stepson uh, who is uh in the military right now um, awesome good for, um, thank you <clears throat> thank him for his service shane and i oh, both really? served um you just have that in your voice it sounds sounds like uh you served so i just wanted to know for my personal so no I, I served um i served uh the tennessee department of corrections unfortunately um oh uh, well yeah i yeah. learned this earlier on um, yeah that was, podcast yeah. yeah. You know, you know sometimes uh, we, we take the wrong turn on a path and it makes us who we are today. Um, you wouldn't be able to share what you're sharing if you hadn't gone through that. So, no, um, you know, I, I'm open, I'm an open book, man. And I'm raw, you know, that's the thing yeah, because yeah. I used to think about it when I was trying to get sober and different things. And I thought I would, I would listen to different people talk. And I would think if you would just be a little bit more open and more stern and more raw, you'd probably get a lot more people's attention. And so, that's yeah. who I am. You know, I'm not going to Absolutely. Sugarcoat. And that's why I said, you know, just, just you're putting it out there. This is the real truth. You're being honest. You're being vulnerable because you're sharing some really heavy um, information with a bunch of strangers. But, yes. um, you know, like I said, I, I can hear it in your voice. You know, this, this might be your calling. Um, we're new to podcasting too. So I wish you luck, man. This is, um, this is good because even if you reach one person, just yeah. one person, um, that's a good day, you know. And uh, so, kudos <clears throat> to you. 
thank you so much, man. That, that's what it's all about. And, you know, I know I'm doing the right thing. Um, yeah. I, I feel that, you know, success is different for each, you know, for each individual. I feel like it's going right. to be a success. Right. Um, what I, what I feel to be successful, you know, my, what I'm really wanting to do is to springboard me into motivational speaking is where I'm headed. Oh, nice. Um, that's what I'm wanting to do. But, you know, as anything else, you got to get your name out. Yep. You know, absolutely. Like absolutely. Said, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody. And that's the truth. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're doing. Just, you know, yeah. trying to reach people and trying to just, you know, uh, put stuff out there. And so, yeah, you, you, you got a good topic. You've got, um, the heart in it. So yeah, keep it up. Yeah. My heart's definitely in it, you know, and that, that's the thing. Like I was, I said this in a conversation the other day, I said, you know, when we're, we're out there and we're on drugs, you know, somebody will die and we'll be like, Oh man, that, that's so sad. That's all you think about it. And it's gone. You know what I mean? You don't think yeah. nothing else about it. You think about the dope again, but when you right. get into sobriety, um, these things start hitting you harder. It's the same things in life. It's the same things that are going on. It's just that now you feel it, you have to deal with it. Whereas mm-hmm. before, and you have to prepare yourself for that. Yeah, um, for sure. because if you don't you know, like if I wasn't prepared little things that's gone on in my life here in the past week, you know, there I would be. And that's the way I used to be. But it was almost right. as if I would, I would almost talk it up just so I could relapse. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's kind of right. like having an excuse, you know, people talk about triggers and, I said this Absolutely. to uh, Bella. I said, "Yeah, you keep, said, you know, me, you a, keep putting yourself in that cycle. You know, I need it to yep. get through the day, and I can't get through the day without it. And you know, it just, you know, and if you haven't had that opportunity, you create the opportunity. So I, I, I mean, I just, I don't know how long you've been sober, but um, I just, I really, I wish you well. I've been sober for a while, man. Uh, awesome." So, you know, I'm good. You know, I just had a conversation while I go and I just looked at him and said, you know, I know I'll never get high again. I shouldn't say that kind of thing arrogantly, but I should at the same time, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, right. Because, you know, and you don't want to forget, though. You don't want to forget the past. No. The past is the past. Right. I remember and, and, my... And, and every day you choose to not to. Exactly. You know? I choose um, to do the things that I know work and have worked for this amount yes. of time that I've been sober. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know... And I just refuse to change it because it's working. I will not change it. I'll do it every day the rest of my life Good. Um, because it's worth it, you know, um, because I, I yeah, you know, so I that, had a bad that's life. motivation right there, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you got a good gig. Good deal. Thank you so much. Which, which branch did you say y'all was in the military? We were in the Navy. In the Navy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I got ones in the Marines. Um, my dad, my grandfather was a Marine. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we used to tease each other all the time. You know, you couldn't get where you're going without the Navy. It's just a joke. Yeah, it is. It's all a joke. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, you know, because I said I'm not going to lie on here. I didn't want him to go. Um, Oh, no, I I completely understand. When he he was uh, 14, when he told me, I believe. um, And he wanted to go? Yeah, he told me. This is what he actually told me. He said, he said, hey, man. uh, I'm going to go in the Marines and I'm going to be a U.S. Marshal. So I'll be the one coming to rescue from now on. I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, but then he yeah, changed that's all that. That's not a wake up call, right? <laughs> it, was, yeah. oh, it was, you know, and I used to tell wow. his mother, you know, unfortunately we're separated and going through separation, but that's okay. But I used to tell her, you know, some of the greatest moments in my life was the moment, the mornings I would take him to school and the conversations we would have. Right. He's just such a good young man, but. Cause they're so frank and honest man. and you know, they, when you start seeing things through their eyes, um, 
it's a whole new world, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Shelby, I, how I you have doing? A son. I'm and... good, Dane. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. Good. Good. Shelby, hey, yeah. Shelby. Hey, Lucky. Hey, Shane. Bro, sis. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's supporting me, man. I love it. Yeah. 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 I've got a lot you of support. On, I just spread you out on Discord so you might be able to pick up a few. Did we share from Thank here? you, man. I, I could sure put it on it. Podbean Podcast Nation. Yeah, there we go. We'll put it on Podbean Podcast Nation. That's on Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We're working All the on help I can get, I'll take it. Tablet here. So give us a sec. Okay, here we go. Shelby, how's your day been? <sighs> Tiring. Uh -oh. Tiring? <laughs> Work tiring well <laughs> yeah right whatever <laughs> hey cindy passwords um, did you hear what i said about matt uh shelby uh-uh uh, i just came uh, in so i hadn't been in here long well i started a series before i got on podbean it was truth about drugs part one and part two and this young man named matthew <laughs> uh, he told his story i don't know if you heard it or not he 25 years old, and he's been on drugs since he was 15. Uh, uh -huh. Homeless at 17. He had a twin brother died in his arms. Uh -huh. uh, so on and so forth. Both parents drug addicts. But he he was sober, but he has relapsed. And, um, uh -huh. Yeah, we had it all lined up again today. We'd done a little sound check, and everything was fine. And then he ghosted me. So I knew, you know what I mean? I knew what it was. And then I called some other people, and they said, yeah, it's been going on for about a week now, they think. Or since Friday. Oh, no. week, since Friday, so a little less than a week, so. Everybody pray for him, um, and uh, hope he, you know, he makes it back and he doesn't die. You know, uh, yeah. That's that's what we have to deal with, man. He'll be okay, or he won't. You know, there's nothing anybody can really do. That's the thing about it. You know, you can sit there. You know, I've had people look at me and crying alligator tears, and what are you doing? And I'm still sitting there going, man, screw you. What you thinking about? I'm fine. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing wrong yeah. with me. Yeah. You know, right. My brother, I'd said that, you know, I'd done all that time and I got out and I was sitting in a chair, nodded out, and he kicked my chair. And I come to and he's like, What the fuck are you, excuse my language, what are you doing? And I was like, Nothing, you know, nothing. What are you doing? He's yeah. like, I can't believe, man, that you went and did all this time. Now here you are doing the same shit again. That's just the power of it. It's just, mm. you know, it's, yeah, I wouldn't wish it on my uh, worst enemy. Lucky me. That's, That's me. When, that's you. I was gonna say okay. Yeah, I'm. I got on so I could share it to the Podbean Nation because our. Yeah, thank you. Thank I you so much. I appreciate it. Now, all of my numbers have they doubled yesterday and today from the shows I already had. So it's working. You, if you go on the old man's podcast on Friday, you will get. Yeah. Absolutely. Please, please, absolutely come on there Friday. Is it nine a.m. Is that what you're telling me? Um, for us, Dane, it is at nine. Yeah. Nine. Okay. I'll be mm -hmm. there. I'll be there for sure. I try to jump Come on everybody. On there, share your show. I've been yeah. a little bit absent today because I had so much stuff going on. But That's a Laguna Not Media production. You will get lots of uh, yeah. business. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Need, 3, man. I need it. followers. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, um, I'm going all in with this thing because I do. I know I'm doing the right thing. You know, I, yeah. I know that I am. When you know, when you know, you know. When Try you know, you know. That's my favorite saying. I know that I know that I know. Yeah, keep your scheduled time and mm -hmm. uh, just stay honest and 
you know right you you will see and you will find depending on how many shows there you attend there are some haters out there's here haters, trust me. oh yeah and then there are some fiends. that think they mean well but yeah there's drama scenes <laughs> but you do you you stick with what you know you'll be you'll be fine yeah, yeah. I'll be fine. I, I, I ain't worried about a hater either. I'm pretty tough skinned. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but there's some pretty big drama mama, mama drama guys. Oh, I could yeah, I, I imagine. You'll you know, figure them out. You'll figure them out. Yes, yeah. I will. And I'll shut their ass down too. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So you said you're from Tennessee? Yes, ma'am. Nashville. I was born in Nashville and raised in Franklin, which is just south of Nashville. Uh, yep. My uh, I lived in Murfreesboro. Okay. Um, Tennessee you know I lived there for um I don't know two and a half years I guess um would you so small world would you say you did 20 21 21 that's prison time and then you add in right. yeah, yeah. I don't that's even include the other stuff yeah I don't even yeah. know you know what I mean I was an idiot from the get-go I don't know why <laughs> You know, I was just, well, at least you know, you know, know you, know. you know, like I said, you're honest, you're putting it out there. So I gotta, I gotta to be right. honest, I got a brother in prison, I've never even met him. Really, yeah, in Tennessee, yeah. no, uh, uh, Missouri, but Missouri. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my what has he been in your whole life? Is that why you hadn't met him? Well, see, my husband was put up for adoption. For me, I'm, yeah, I'm, okay. And so adopted, this, so. and then he did one of those like ancestry yeah. deals and yeah. found out that he has lots and lots of siblings. Oh, wow. <laughs> Daddy was busy, huh? Daddy was a busy man. Yeah, Daddy was a busy, was, busy man. Oh, man. Not like me because I had six kids myself. So. He, he's a lover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got one and I got, you know, a couple that could be. Uh, right, right. We don't know. I tried to find yeah, out. Yeah, we keep waiting to see if there's any more. More going to show up? That's there's what I did. Uh, uh, but my husband, because his heart is so big, honestly, um, three of his kids, well, actually, four of the seven are not biologically his, but he calls them his kids because he's putting his love and, and, and time Aww. and... Um, efforts into raising them right so um three are biologically his um oh, and then awesome. four which is including my son my only son um right. he uh because he's only 20 and i i've been a single mom for six well 19 years we just got married uh in 2022 uh shane and i but we've known each other for yeah we years. met in the military 30 years ago but oh wow, wow. Um, oh, you didn't know that, Shelby? No. Well, I must have missed that. How did I miss that? Right? Probably snoring. So we were, I'm, I'm sorry to hijack your show. I am no, so sorry. Fine, I'll ahead. tell you about it later, <laughs> Shelby. No, you can, you okay. can tell her, go ahead. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So um, we, were, we were on the USS Acadia together, which is out of San Diego. It was a repair tender. And we actually got put in the same shop together so um so we're on this ship and there's like 1500 people on the ship but we are in the same shop and there's only like 10 people in our shop 12 maybe um and so uh we ended up in the same friend group because you know we had a lot in common and stuff well i was with uh who ended up being my husband and my son's father. I, I was dating him. 
Um, actually, I think we might have been engaged by then. No, we were just dating. Well, anyway, but Shane, you know, he was cute. And so I would hook him up with all my female friends. I'd be like, oh, let's do this double date. Let's do this, you know, because I liked him and I wanted him around. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't like him enough to break up with the guy I was with and to do anything uh. about it kind of thing, you know. Uh, but I liked his sense of humor. Um, he was one of those bad boys that, you know, just really could get you right on that edge of being a bad girl, but you don't kind of thing. So, you know, that was the attraction back when you're 20. Um, but he ended up getting out and he lived his life and I got out and lived mine. I, I married that guy that I was dating and we had our beautiful son and um, divorced just like, you know, half the America. But anyway, um, so I had the opportunity to put in for a promotion at work. Um, but in order to do that, I have, would, would have to give up my remote working virtual position in order to work at the national office. Right. So, um, my son was graduating high school at the time. So I thought, you know what, this is a really, really good opportunity and it's really, really good timing. So we're going to do it. Cause he was going to go off to college anyway. Right. So I was like, Ooh, I'm going to move. I'm going to be the single woman up in a big city, Kansas city. Here I come. You know, I was all excited. So I, um, posted on Facebook, you know, goodbye, Kansas. Here I come. So my, uh, fiance or my now husband reached out to me on Facebook. Thank you, Facebook. Mm. <laughs> and said, um, you know, welcome to the state. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? And so um, we started chatting and then we started FaceTiming and then we started driving back and forth to see each other. And oh. within three months we were married. Um. <laughs> The oh, chemistry never went away. Um, I found out that he only dated my friends because he wanted to be around me. Um, at least that's what he told me. That's so true. He's telling you the truth. Uh, he's telling you the truth. It's the truth. Now. That's true. It's the truth. So, can I ask you, can I ask everybody a question? Sure. Does addiction, do you have addiction close in your family? Like any, yes. any family members that you have to do with? Yeah. Yes. Most families I, do. I have an addictive. Oh, my, my whole. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's it's yeah. very much in. Um, I used to be a smoker. Um, so I was addicted to nicotine. Um, not necessarily, you know, addicted to drugs, but. Nicotine's nicotine, hard. Yeah. Nicotine as the drug for sure. Um, and uh, I replaced that with. um like basically OCD. So I'm like very compulsive about certain things. I'm a lot better than I used to be. Um, but I, I see myself, I get addicted to things very easily. I started like obsessively collecting recipes. Those I know are other addictions, these yes. are other addictions, but, um, to right. me, they are my drug, you know, hey, Miss Dixie. when, uh -huh. when it occupies most of your day, and you don't want to work because of this thing, to me, that's full addiction. I get that rush, I get that uh, satisfaction, and then I get the letdown. And then I have to go and do it again 
to get that rush and then the the that euphoric pod, feeling pod bean being one of them yes pod bean is yeah. one Absolutely. of them i see me see me doing the same thing you know i'm still on the nicotine yes. i refuse no. to let go of my nicotine i don't smoke right. right but that, because uh, i know my issues yeah we smoke cigarettes and i'm a vapor we do drink beer i drink beer and yes. um and yeah i was some can you know i can't if i drink a beer i'm gonna be an alcoholic so right in my early 20s and and, and, and you know that you know yeah, i know, I know my that. limits with podbean when i first started on podbean i was like I couldn't be without a show on. And, but mm -hmm. then I was like, if I had somebody call me on my work phone, I was like, dang it. I am podbeaning <laughs> here, you know? And um, so it was becoming an interference to my job. And I am not in a position that, you know, I can ignore my work. So I have now restricted myself. She has too. I have restricted yeah. myself. She's no live them, shows. She's one of them person that could still pick up a cigarette and smoke three or four of them and then not smoke them ever again. I don't know if I could. I don't want to take that chance. No, I, I'm sure you are, though. I don't think I can. You can once you set your mind to something. You don't do it. Well, yeah. So I don't pod bean during the day Dane and I'm missing by, so much. Dane, by the way. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can hear your typing in the background. That's all right. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't me. What do you mean? That wasn't me. Yeah, it was. uh, it's weirdly comforting. Yeah. It's weirdly comforting. <laughs> I know it's not Shelby. So, um, no, it's not me. <laughs> I absolutely, there are certain drugs that I would that off, never, way, of course, I can't, I can't do them with my job anyway. Um, but if I were to do that, there are certain drugs I do not ever, ever, ever want to try because I'm afraid I would become addicted to them because yeah, I already you, know I'm easily know addicted things, yeah. to certain things. That's right. So you know them things. And yes. About so right. I will I never addicted. try heroin. I will never try cocaine. I will never try. Um, I don't even know what that's else is a, out there. No, that's. That right there alone, what you just said that you will never try, is a strange thing. If you think about it, you take someone like me, and we're sitting there, and we look over here at someone who has lost everything that they ever had, you know, skinny, just beat up, and we decide, hey, man, I'm going to do me some of that. I mean, that alone tells you that something has to be wrong. You know, so, you know that on itself, um, as you know, and it's like you just don't even think it. I don't know. I don't know if I just didn't think about it or just didn't care. Um or for the most part, it was because I didn't like me. I didn't like all the things I'd done. I didn't like, you know, the life I had to didn't live like inside. Didn't like yourself. Right. Wow. I had to learn yeah, to love yeah, me. Yeah. You, know, you, gotta love, you gotta love yourself, bro. You have to, man. If you yeah, don't, yeah. you're not gonna put anything good in. Um, exactly. That's what it is. You gotta feed yourself with good. Whatever good is for you. For me, it's God. You know, that's that's my thing. God is, right. is my everything. And so, right. um, it, I know it's not for everybody, and that's okay. You know, that's fine. I'm not, right. You know, right. I'm not no Bible thumper. I'm not going to try to hit you in the head with the Bible. I'm just going to tell you, God's real. And mm -hmm. that's what I lean on. And He does so much for me every day. Without Him, man, I'd be so lost. Right. 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 I agree. I agree. Yeah, concur. Uh, concur. <laughs> concur. Concur. Um, yeah, I think we're having a good show. It's going good. Um, yeah. I'm not nervous tonight. I was nervous the other night. I'm not nervous tonight, though. I was just kind of a little bummed out it about comes and goes. It comes and goes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I guess it's one of them things. It's like when you somebody asked me if I ever had a dreams or what I wanted to do when I was a kid. I was like, no, I don't ever ever have any dreams. I started doing drugs so young. I guess I just want to be a drug addict. I don't know, but never thought about, hey, man, I'm going to be a fireman. I'm going to be this. But uh, when I set out on this track, this is what I want to do. And um, God gave me this big booming voice for a reason, I believe. I think you're going to go far. Thank you so much, Shelby. I think I am too. Hello, Bobby. Um, you know, it's just a matter of, I want, I just want people to know and understand, man, the reality of what it is and getting these colleges and, course the young kids and i said this to the other two these parents man you need to invade your, your kids privacy because you're saving their life um mm-hmm. you know you may have a 15 16 year old and you're thinking i don't want to go in the room go in the room man let them get mad at you but you're saving their life so what if they get mad right because at the end i wish i wish that it, i would have had someone to do me that way you know what i mean yeah My mother bless her heart you know she was working during the day and, and going to school to get an education at night so and then she had a, a job at night. So, you know, she right. wasn't on her. I, I am not a product of how my mother raised me at all. You know what I mean? Um, I am now. I am now. But I wasn't then. And, and people have asked me if I blame it on my childhood. No, I do not at all because I've got a brother who's very successful. He was raised the same way I was, you know, so. Um, right. You know, yeah, even about, with all my brothers and sisters, we're all different. It's not because of the raising. It's because of your choices that and genes you know you make your own choices right and those those guy who put you on that path Mm -hmm. a guy who got my mother pregnant with me um when i was 40 beth found him and i just pulled up in his driveway walked up knocked on the door (laughs) and he didn't answer and but i could have went without meeting him man after i met him um so on one hand i'm kind of glad i did but on the other hand i could have went without it if that makes sense yeah 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 you know, I really, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be honest, I'm, gonna, I'm honest, he's 75 years old. If he'd have been a little bit younger, I probably would have beat him up. Um, uh, that's how angry uh, they, he, he he made me, you know what I mean? Right, right. But uh, you really probably didn't know him to make you angry because I was adopted, so I never knew my parents. And was I angry at them at times? Fuck yes. Oh, excuse my language. <laughs> Uh, yes, I was, um, until, but I really, you know, I didn't know them. So can I be, I'm, I'm thankful actually that they actually did what they did and gave me up. Because you uh, had a good life yeah, cause I, with yeah. good parents. Yeah, right. I was raised. Uh, and yeah. had you stayed, but, you might <laughs> not be where you are yeah. right now. And yeah, yeah, you yeah. might be so, dead. You might be. Right. I mean. And your yeah, time. Never know. Right. Your time probably helped you the most out of anything, I guess. Well, it did because um, I had an eighth grade education up to that point. I got kicked out. I had a girl pregnant in eighth grade. Right. And, uh, she was a wealthy girl and I was a poor kid. So the parents filed a restraining order on me where I couldn't mm-hmm. be around her or whatever. So one of us had to get kicked out of school. And guess who it was? You. Yeah. At the time, I didn't care. I didn't want to go to school anyway, you know. But right. um, looking back on it, it's pretty shitty how I was done, really. But So when I was in prison, um, I was in, and I'd been in for, I don't know, maybe a year. And they sent me to an annex, and which is minimum security, you know. They take you out, like go out and work, out, cut trees or whatever you do. So I decided it'd be a good idea for me just to escape and run off. I was, very, I was very smart. You know, I was very bright. And, uh, yeah. and so 
I did that, and what come from that is two more years, and they put me on maximum security. So you're you're locked in cell, you know, all right, day. Right, right, right. So I educated myself. Um, yep. It's actually due to a, a teacher. I still remember her name, Miss Jones. She came by my door and she said, "You don't have your GED, and you're going to get it." And I said, "No, I'm not." And she said, "Yes, you are." And I did, <laughs> and uh, from that led to me uh, learning that I really love to read and. I really learned to learn. My mind was like a sponge. On I'd get on a kick of whatever it was I wanted to learn, and so I educated myself. So anything right. I know, well, I read a lot now, but that's where I learned to love to read from is in prison. So yeah. some yeah. things I'm thankful for. So you can know. I ask a question? And if yeah. you're not comfortable answering, it's okay. Just tell me. Um, did your sobriety start when you went to prison? No. Mm-mm. I didn't do drugs. I, I wondered in because you hear all the time about how drugs are smuggled in and all that. Um, so I wondered if um, that's when it's that true. Yes, I'm I'll sorry. Be, I didn't I'm mean to interrupt. Be, you know, as yeah. I've said, I'm going to be as completely honest on here as I can. I was part of a, a organization um, at a very young age. Uh, at the age of 24, I was in control of the whole state of Tennessee. Uh, so I was, you know, had power or whatever, and all the drugs coming in, I was selling them, but I didn't do them because that's part of the, the bylaws and stuff that you can't do them. Right. So in there, I wouldn't do them, but I'd get out and I'd relapse again. So, no, I didn't do them inside. Uh, I went I went to prison four times altogether, um, 12, 6, and then a couple more times. It all adds up to right. 21. But um, <clears throat> the last bit of time that I did was 90 days to kill the sentence, and I OD'd right after that, and that's where I decided to get sober. Uh, <gasps> I didn't want to die. I didn't want my ex to get a phone call. Really, right. that's that that had a lot to do with it. I'm so thankful for her in so many ways, and um, for those things. Even though you know now we're going through a, a separation or whatever, it is what it is. Um, right. Yeah. But she changed my life in so many ways, man. You know, I didn't believe in love. I thought love was a fairy tale. Um, but I was confused on it because I knew my grandparents loved each other, so it was kind of a confusing little deal there, really. Um. So, yeah, um, when I OD'd, I knew then, I was like, man, something's got to change because I thought about her and I thought about my brother. You know, I got a brother that loves me dearly and always wanted me to just do the right thing, you know. He's six years older than me. And, uh, uh, so uh, those things led to it. Um, I'd like to say that I got sober right then and never done drugs again, but I didn't. I went to treatment. Everybody and I relapsed. relapses. And, um, yeah. Uh, but I finally got it. You know what I mean? I finally did what I was talking about a while ago. I, I made a routine, and that's what I said to myself. I said, I'm going to try this out, man. I'm going to give it a shot. And it was due to a counselor who had talked to me and talked to me like a man, like I wanted someone to do. And so I said, man, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot and see if it works. And I'll be damned. It worked. <laughs> well, I'm glad that, that, you know, the path that you're on, I think, is – phenomenal and i'm glad that you know god led you to that path because there are a lot of folks that don't get that opportunity no they don't right Uh, so many people die every day across the united states um oh bobby says good morning for him so he's where he is um where are you at bobby um it's, you know, it's, it's a weird thing because I look, I didn't even realize that I had any other family members that really um, had issues. I, I thought one did, but then I found out I had a couple. I have a couple who, who do, and I just found this out the other day because I, I isolated myself away from my family so much. Um, oh, he's in England. Okay. 
Uh, thanks for being on here, man. Um, it's just a, it's a tough thing because you the thing is is that it's not that you don't know you're living wrong and you're playing with you just don't care. It's just that's how strong the drug is. Opiates are for me anyway. Um, and I said this to, before too. It's the sickness of it. It's that you don't want to feel sick. It's like saying in the morning you're gonna wake up and have the flu. You know you're probably gonna do whatever you could do tonight to not have the flu tomorrow. You know what I mean? What like pain pills or? Yeah, mine was opiates. It was heroin. It was started with pain pills. I had an accident when I was eleven. Um, I got hit by a truck walking home from school, and that's what that's what led to it. I kept having these surgeries, and when I was fifteen, they gave me a narcotic pain pill, and and I thought I found what I'd been looking for because I was already drinking and smoking pot and stuff at that time anyway, doing acid. Um, I think that's about all I'd done up to that point. Like I didn't do cocaine or anything else. Like opiates was was it, and then when I was about 18, I dabbled with cocaine a little bit. It really wasn't my thing. Stayed on the opiate thing. And then um, methamphetamine, I had a little I had a little deal with that. Um, it completely changed who I was. That stuff is really nasty. That's really a nasty, nasty drug. It is, yeah. I did, uh, I, I, I tried a little heroin over in uh, Asia when I was in the military. Shame on you. Yeah, well, it was so good, I never did it again. So I don't know how to say this name here, y'all. Help me with this. The she, the Shia? Shia? Leisha? Yes, Leisha. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. You are correct, though. You're right. You have to admit it. You have to, that's, a, that's the first step. You, know, you have to admit your powers over alcohol and drugs and life becoming manageable. Um, that yeah. is key. Um, I know everybody don't work the program and all that. Um, to me, it's you know, it's definitely a huge part of all this. Well, it took me being in a real bad accident, DOA, life flighted to Vanderbilt, woke up, didn't know where I was, why I was there, I didn't remember nothing. The only thing I could remember was my mother's phone number, and that was it. And she had been searching for me for three or four days and didn't know where I was. So the hardest thing was, the hardest thing to me is you have to be able to admit that you have a problem before you can even begin to try to get sober. You're right. Uh, because you're I was messed up when I had my wreck. I will not lie. I'd been up for days on meth. I went and got Xanaxes because I couldn't go to sleep. And I don't remember not one thing of that day. That's what of the wreck? You don't remember? You don't remember nothing at all. I just remember going that that's where I was going, and I remember leaving the person's house. But that's it. Wow, that I is it. A, I had a wreck one time too. I'd been up for a while too, and a friend of mine had called me and said that somebody was trying to kill him or something. And here, I think I'm Superman, so here I go, and uh, I nodded off, and I had a wreck too. I ended up going back to prison over it. You know, they tried to charge me for stealing my own car. Uh, wow. Well, because uh, it was my fault. I mean, cause as soon as I had to wreck, I called Beth and said, hey, report this car stolen. Because <laughs> I'm running. I'm not going to stay here. And cause I had a bunch of drugs and stuff on me, of course. And yeah. I actually got away, but they got me on, on a, um, I, like, stupid. I don't you know. I was high. I went into Walgreens. Like, it wasn't going to be on camera. And so they had me on camera or whatever. But ended up getting well, dropped. I was fortunate enough to be. I have never been in no kind of trouble or anything like that. So I got charged with a DUI, first offense, um, 30 days house arrest, year probation, 
and $2,000 in fines and fees. But now I have to have a SR22. I've got to have an interlock device on my car for no less than 365 days before I can even try to get my license back. But I'm uh, fortunate that nobody else was hurt. It ended up being two other cars involved. Um, and I will post pictures of my wreck. Um, if you look at my truck, the whole driver's side is caved in. I do not see how I walked away at all. God. The other guy with me, he was in the hospital forever. And he keeps trying to tell me that he swapped us, but I don't know. But he was in there longer. And it's, I don't know. I did my time. I admit to my problem. I took care of it. And I will not go back down that road no more. That's that's awesome. You know that. You know what you need to do, right? Yeah. Whatever and it is I, you've been I, doing. I, I literally, literally isolated myself from everybody. I mean everybody for three years. Yeah, that's what you have to. You got to change the people, persons, and things. I know who you are now. I didn't know who you were a while ago. And we talked about it already about what I yeah. told you earlier. Um, was, you know, be careful, you know, because you have to be pretty strong because – People will get you high before you get them sober. So, oh yeah, you know you just have to be careful. We want to help everybody. I mean, that's what I want to do too. You know, when we get sober, that's what we want to do. When you first get sober, you're up on this pink cloud. You're floating along, man. Everything's great. Well, I'm getting too big of a direction right now to even want to mess it up. Mm -hmm. The only thing is, is the wreck has made me disabled in a lot of ways that I can't do certain things anymore, and so. I have my trial date in April, and I'm praying to God. I have done everything they've asked. I've went to the um, the appointments and everything. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I didn't have my, my big boy right here, which is my dog, he's a big baby, he's a bully, he helped me a whole lot. He has been through my side and stayed there through thick and thin and through all of this. And he's still That's, right here with me. Who did you say is? My dog. <laughs> your dog. Yeah. Yeah. My big bully. He's a bully, but uh, he's biggest baby. Aberrant, can I ask you a question, Aberrant? Were you on drugs? I'm sorry if you said it on. I didn't see it. I just saw where you said you had the juvenile deal. Um, okay. Sorry, y'all. Um, the thing about sobriety, what I was talking about being on that pink cloud, everybody thinks that's how it's going to be, you know, and that's kind of where we go wrong. If you mm -hmm. ain't got the right guidance, you don't prepare yourself for it. And luckily for me, you know, I had some good people that was prepared for those things because one, the other, only other time before now that I was serious about sobriety, my best friend died and my mother died two days apart. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then kind of, I hear them stories a lot, unfortunately. I hear someone say, you know, oh, man, I had just been – sober for this amount of time and this happened and you hear all those stories but if we really think back to when we were on the dope then things were happening too we just didn't deal with them because we didn't have to right. and the thing is is that we could be sitting there with this fentanyl deal anyway and somebody say such and such died and the first thing we say is i want some of that dope because you know it's strong and it's it's just insane it's the insanity of it the last time i'm not gonna lie i've never put nothing in my arms or in my body 
I always snorted it or took it by mouth. I got a hold of heroin and fentanyl one time and I swear and begged to God, if you please just get me through this, I will never touch it again. And I've never touched it again since. That's awesome. You Within know, like do you work a program? I do I have done it all myself. That's you know, you're just okay, so you're like Nick. He there's a guy who's on here. His name is Nick. He's a good guy. He he quit drinking. I hope he won't mind me telling this. He's told the story, but he quit drinking on a bet. And I find it so fascinating. You know, some what it really says about him is what kind of person he is. He kept his word more than anything, you know what I mean? So that was strong and him keeping his word was strong enough to keep him sober, and I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Not me. I tried everything. I tried it. Everything but sobriety. I tried the methadone thing. I tried the boxing thing. I tried to just smoke weed. Um, I tried it all. I could just do this. You know, that little voice in your head that, that tricks you and, and says, you can, I mean, you can do one time. No, you can't. No, you can't. I don't know any drug addict who can just do one time and that be it. Since, since I, I have been sober, I'm not going to lie. I, ha, I go to Centerstone. I, have, I go through counseling my choice two times a month and it has taken me and my doctor swapping and switching medicine around and doing what trying to figure out what's best for me and we have finally in the past year got it where i actually feel like myself again that's amazing i went through that too i'm open book on here i'll say my deal I went to bed one night and i woke up the next morning i wasn't the same um, and they said that I was in a meth psychosis, but I hadn't done any meth in a long time, but I had to go to center tone, center stone too. Um, and got on these, this medicine and I was on it for about six months and I'm fine. I don't take no kind of medicine or anything now. I'm back to me, but I think it was just a, um, a product of, of my mind and everything coming back to me. And I was trying to deal with my past, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I went into that uh, poor, poor pitiful me or, or whatever it is you want to call it. Um, right. And so, but luckily, man, you know, I get up every day and do the same things now. Uh, sorry, I'm answering somebody's thing here. Um, but it was, it was a weird thing, man, I went through because I've never been a depressed person or any of that stuff. And I still don't think I was really depressed. I just think I was just beating myself up. You know what I mean? But from the outside looking in, everybody thought I was getting high again because um, I lost weight. Uh, I, I wouldn't call nobody. I wouldn't go around nobody. And at the time I was working my own business, I just quit doing that. I mean, every, so from the outside looking in, it was the same as I was doing drugs, but I wasn't. And then, um, uh, when they put me on that medicine man, I gained so much weight so fast, everybody was like, well, I don't guess he was doing dope, but you know, and at first those kind of things made me angry. You know what I mean? Um, because I'm like, how can you judge me like that? You know, in sobriety, we want to say, Man, I've been sober for 48 hours. You should be trusting me now <laughs> and, and all that stuff. And, you know, we, we go years with beating up these relationships and tearing them down and doing all these things. And it's not going to change overnight. And that's what, that's another thing I want people to understand. These things will come back to you. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. Some things may, and you may even be, you know, someone in your life that you think they completely trust you, but they don't, but they just don't want to tell you that because they don't want to beat you up. You know what I mean? exactly but you know god has a way of, of working things out if we'll let him you know jesus hung out with people like us you know what i'm saying so yeah 
that's what people fail to realize, you know. Unfortunately, I don't want to get on religion kick, but unfortunately in religion today, you know, we're the uh, we're the outcasts when in reality, we're the people Jesus ate with. We're the people he hung out with. We're the people he come to save, so or change, you know. And yeah, I don't want to exactly. get on that. That's a story for another day, but, you know, I, and my personal belief is, I don't care if you're doing it cold turkey by yourself, if you're working a program or if you're going to a year-long program. If you don't make God the main focal focus point of it, put him first, it's not going to work. That's my opinion. Exactly. Because I tried everything. But the moment I finally said, all right, surrender, this word surrender kept coming up to me. It came to me in prison. I was going to visit one day. I just kept thinking this, this word just out of nowhere came. And I kept thinking, surrender, surrender, man. What's going on? What's he talking about? And Beth was like, you got to surrender. You know, that's what it is. He wants you to completely surrender to him. For whatever reason, I wouldn't do it. But I'm going to tell you something. When I finally did it, man, since then, it's been amazing the ride I've been on. Yeah, I still have a lot of bad shit going on, but I know how to deal with it today. That's to give it to him. And before, I would just run off and get high so I wouldn't have to deal with it. Um, You know, and I still find myself, like, if I'm around somebody, you know, family members or whatever, I still kind of feel out of place, you know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, I'm the only one in my family who's went to prison and all that stuff. So I always feel, but they don't, man. You know, they they uh, welcome me right back in with open arms. I hadn't seen them in 20 years, and you know, they welcome me right back in. But in my mind, my mind was still trying to trick me and said, oh, man, these people don't like me. They don't want me around. But it's just not true. We let our mind trick us so much, and we got to stay on top of it. Yeah. Well, uh, we've been an hour. I think I'm going to end it, if everybody's okay with that. Unless anybody else has got something they want to talk about, we'll stay on. Uh, up to y'all. Everybody's good. I think I'm going to go. It's been an amazing show. It really has. And this hour flew by. And I want to thank every single person for coming on here. Thank you, Aaron. I thank you so much. Everybody yeah, that supports you, awesome. man. I sure appreciate it, man. Thank you, uh, Shelby. You You've been supporting me since day one, man, since the first time I talked to y'all. And I thank y'all so much for that. <laughs> I'll support y'all in every way I can as well. Um, yeah. Everybody have a, a great night. Stay blessed. Stay happy. Like I said earlier, everybody stay warm. Hope you're with somebody you love or at least like. <laughs> and because uh, uh, you're snowed in. And uh, I will talk to you guys. I'm probably going to come back on Friday live for sure. But I think I'm going to record another one tomorrow. I did record one that's on. And um, I'll be uploading this one in a minute. It'll be everywhere for everybody to see. And please uh, follow and like the show and all that good stuff and help me out. I sure would be so grateful. God bless y'all. I love all y'all. And uh, I've got my email in some places. If anybody needs to talk, send me an email. And I'll get back to you as soon as I can. God bless. And everybody have a good night. Thank y'all. You too. All right. See you, Shelby. Bye-bye. Bye.